0: Oh, baby! What a catch! Kenny got day. You're a freak! What a catch! Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Cornbread! I love the Lions! Say it with me! Detroit Kool-Aid. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers. What is going on? It's a Friday. This is your boy, Oakry, Derek Oakry here, your host of the show, coming to you on a Friday. I mean, I am excited for the show today, and I'm excited to serve up that Detroit Kool-Aid. Drink it in man. Uh... What I want to do on this Friday show, I'm going solo today. What I wanted to do is kind of do a weekly wrap-up. What's been going on with the Detroit Lions this week? There's been a lot going on. So we're going to get into the Dan Campbell press conference. We're going to talk about Brad Holmes, GM of the Detroit Lions, Step it to the podium. The Lions brought in a receiver, Tyrell Williams. I got lots of thoughts on him. We're going to talk about the recent cut of Desmond Trufant. And what that means to the Detroit Lions is so much more. So as I've been known to say here on the show, we aren't messing around. <laughs> let's get into some Lions football talk and let's serve up. That Detroit Kool-Aid and cornbread. Cornbread! 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 (laughs) Let's do this. So, like, I think it was Tuesday morning, like, first thing, kind of getting into work, getting rolling on things. And all of a sudden, bam, Dan Campbell is going to be up at the podium. So, you know I'm firing up that video. And, uh, gosh, man, like, the the question is, can Dan Campbell win football games and can he – you know, get it done on Sundays, Mondays, Thursdays, but you gotta love this guy. I mean, he steps up, he's, he's got the the long sleeve with the short sleeve under, it looks like he just did a set of curls, maybe some, maybe some towel bench press, you know what I mean? Uh, He's got the hat on, he's ready to go, and Dan Campbell to me is a guy, he's so honest, he's so real. Such a genuine guy, and you can tell that he he wants it. Now, I think he knows in his own heart that they need to sort of retool the roster. And here's, a, here's a quick hot take. Here's a little rant by me. <laughs> like, everybody is killing this roster. Like, it is the worst roster in football. We got no talent, no nothing. I mean, when you look at blue-chip Pro Bowl, top-end stars, yeah, we don't have a ton. But I still think, especially on offense— We have better pieces than most people want to admit. And even on defense, I think there's guys that, you know, yeah, haven't played up to their, their worth at times, but the coaching staff we got rid of, they proved to not have a pulse on what works, how to use these guys, how to motivate, how to coach them up. So I think they, along with Dan Campbell, feel like this about that of the old regime and maybe where some of these guys are at you've had enough of that sh- i've had enough of hearing about that you know what i'm saying dan campbell you've had enough of that sh- exactly so i still feel like deshaun hand could, could jump out and play some better football you know i feel like AO oh baby oh baby i feel like he could still play better at corner You know, moving around the defense, like we all know Tracy Walker let a lot of us down. But does that mean that this guy with the longest arms in the world, as well as athleticism, ability to tackle, go get the football, is there a reason that he can't play better under Aaron Glenn and company? I don't think so when you get up front, you know, I think there's gonna be a lot of changes, but let's say they, let's say they keep a Danny shell and can he still be a good football player at 26 some years old and big body athletic? I think so. You know, Trey flowers, a guy that, yeah, he's disappointed for $18 million, but I think he could play better as well. So I think there's pieces, Jeff Okuda, I'm really expecting a nice year from him. So, you know, I've named off you a know, good five, six starters that I think could be on this team and could help, and yeah, they got to replenish some areas, but just going on and on about how horrible this roster is and got to start completely over, and it's going to take three years before we can even compete. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I don't think so, and you guys know why I don't think so. Drink it in, uh... It's that Detroit Kool-Aid talking, and, and that's because – the NFL you can bounce you could turn around quick these guys could have a down year come back be healthy be in the right scheme and bam play really good football so I mean I think Dan Campbell wants to wait and see as well as we as the fans are waiting to see on Dan Campbell of like we love your jokes we love your intensity we love that I don't know. You said this at your first press conference. We're going to bite a kneecap off. We're going to smile at you. We're going to take your other kneecap. We're going to smile at you. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. We're going to be the last <laughs> one standing. All right. That's going to be the mentality. That's the mentality, people. That and the Detroit Kool-Aid is going to get us through it. Drink it in, uh... <laughs> So, I mean, D- Dan freaking Campbell. Sorry, I haven't pronounced him by his government name here on the show. Dan freaking Campbell. I mean, he's had enough of it. He's ready to bite some kneecaps, ready to take some hunks out of people. And he's not worried about the roster if we're going to win a Super Bowl. He's, he, I think he's going to have this team ready to go. So I'm excited about that. One of the really interesting things he said once he really got rolling was he said a true alpha knows when to kind of stand down for the betterment of the team. And what he meant by that was Dan Campbell. Teams that Brad Holmes a little bit got some alpha to him. You got these coaches that were former players, they're alpha. So in the room, you got a lot of people that got a lot of opinions, a lot of ways they want to do things, and they talk about all this collaboration. I feel like Dan freaking Campbell is like, hey, I'm going to state my opinion. I'm going to be strong about it. But hey, if you guys are the other way or if you think something different is going to help the football team and everybody is one way and I'm the other, I know it's my time to stand down, get out the way and let the uh, people do what they need to do. And I think that's going to happen for Brad Holmes as well. There might be times Brad Holmes wants to do something and the head coach is going to say, no, we got to go this way. I think there's going to be times that the, the coordinators are going to have some of this within them. And if they all have that mentality of an alpha mentality, but also being willing to take a back seat or to step down when needed, I think that's going to be really important for the football team and the franchise. So I loved hearing that from Dan freaking Campbell. Now he went out of his way. Some of you are going to have an issue with this and I'm going to explain why it's not a big issue. He went out of his way to say, Hey, I know where all this starts. Sheila Fordham. Sheila set the tone. She laid out her plan. She hired these people. She's been in on the different meetings that you've all heard. So she knows what they're up to. She knows that these are the people hiring. But I think either he went on a rant or somebody went on a big talk about how like, yeah, she's in those meetings, but she's also... Deferring saying Wh- whatever you guys want to do, you know, I- that's why I hired you and she's sitting there listening and they're asking her opinion on certain things and she's deferring to the people she hired, the head coach, the GM, the, co- the other coaches that they brought in. And I, I like that a lot. I feel like Sheila Ford Ham, I have called her like that nice lady in the church council meeting where she looks smart and fun, but you also are like, man, it's kind of frustrating to either have her here all the time or to not be able to, you know, run this meeting the way we want because we know that if we get out of line, she's, she's going to have an issue with that. I do think she's smart. I do think she's got a vision where she can Sort of take these guys along, let them do their thing, but also be more in the loop. And being more in the loop to me is not going to be an issue. She's not going to be a meddling owner. She's not going to say, draft me this quarterback. What she is going to do, though, is maybe have a freaking clue of what needs to be done to get this team rolling rather than sitting back there on their lazy chair with, counting their stacks of money and have no idea what's going on with this team and no care. I think she does care, and I think that's important. So he went out of his way to pump up Sheila Ford Hamp, which is uh, you know, a good thing. I think a lot of you may think, say, out of the way, football. I know I've said that before, Cat just sign checks. But I'm fine with her being in on things as long as when they come to her and say, what do you think about this? And say, well, I really like this middle linebacker from the University of Michigan because I watched him on Saturday and I thought he was really good. No, but if she's listening, giving opinions on organizational things, as well as when they ask or they the talking players, Sitting there quietly and listening because leave that up to Brad Holmes, Dan freaking Campbell, his head, his assistant coaches and people that are on the football side of things. So fired up about that. Now, Dan Campbell didn't stop there. He left the podium again. Lots of good things to say. Lots of intensity. And the thing I like him most about when he did his Lions interview is he's not afraid to give a little junk to the beat reporters. (laughs) He's not afraid to say something wrong or a little different than most. He just is an honest football guy that wants to do the best job he can. He's excited for this opportunity and he's a real person. I feel like Matt, Matt Matt, Patricia, at the end of the day, was some big phony who wanted to be some tough guy, wanted to be a guy who would come out there and try to do this, that, and the other. And at the end of the day, it didn't work. So, I mean, he never changed. He never tweaked anything. He just did the same old, same old and got the same old horrible results. So he ended up just being a joke of a, a head coach even despite his intelligence or the scheme that used to work. I think Dan Campbell's will say, hey, everybody, this is me. This is how I do things. And as long as he can get the players around him and his assistant coaches can do their thing, I think you're going to see a fun football team to watch and, and a entertaining guy and a guy that could be a rock star in this city. I really do think that. So speaking of rock stars, so after that, Dan Campbell went over the old Pat McAfee show. Yeah, that's Pat McAfee, the WWE's best heel in the business now, doing moonsaults off the top rope or the cage or whatever he did. Um, You know... Pat McAfee loves Dan Campbell. He calls him MCDC Motor City Dan Campbell. I mean, everything he said, he was just locked in. A couple of things I remember Dan Campbell saying in this interview. Again, had a great tone to him, great demeanor. But one thing he said is he said, "You know what's what's really going on here is like, I'm just you know, I I'm, I'm thinking about this thing a little bit different." He's like, "You know, we got Kovu, we got these different rosters. We're trying to retool our team." It's like, you know, I thought it'd be good to sort of just have some coaches that can go out there and get a few snaps if we need them. Go get a few reps, you know what I'm saying? We might run short on a Sunday. We might have to run deuce out there. Um, I thought that was funny, and and so did my favorite new drop on the show. Everybody's in <laughs> a real real zinger there by dan campbell but that got a good pop out of the group which i thought was funny and i don't know he had lots of other good things to say and just kind of said you know put our players in good positions do what they do well don't ask them to do things that they're not comfortable with all that stuff we want to hear but you do have to go out and do it on sunday so to me dan campbell i mean he's tough he's funny Strong personality, alpha, guy that really is dedicated to this team, the city. And it's just a breath of fresh air. It really is. I mean, the dude is is doing exactly that. I mean, he looked at what Matt Patricia did and had one little quick thing to say. You've had enough of that shit. Exactly Dan Campbell we all have And then he's just going to be biting kneecaps Doing his thing so I'm fired up About Dan Campbell I like his press conferences I don't know if this was like their pre Free agency or they Just decided I want to talk to the media Or what the situation was But uh, love it when they can Talk get a more feel for where these guys are at And we'll have a real feel here in about a week and a half Because free agency will be rolling And then we'll see who they're bringing in And they also brought in another player which I'm going to get to Here in a bit on the show Let's get to Brad Holmes. I mean, Brad Holmes, again, a guy that he doesn't wow me when he speaks, but he does seem genuine. He does seem calculated. He does seem to love football. And the fact that he's just been such a draft scout fires me up because I feel like if that's going to be his strength – Great. He also brought in a guy I believe that worked with him at the Rams, uh, Ray Agnew, who is I think he's on the pro side. So that makes up for the lack of experience maybe that he has on the pro side. Brad Holmes did say, you know, I was in on all those big trades with the Rams. I would love to know if he was the guy giving away first-round picks like candy or not, or if he was sitting there going, I don't know. I mean, if that's what you want to do, Sean, if that's what you want to do uh, less, go ahead. Um, you know, I hope he's a little more prudent when it comes to trades about not giving up these picks and acquiring more picks. I mean, hello, uh, the memo to Bob Quinn, You're it's not against the rules to trade. Trade down in the draft and acquire more picks. You don't have to give them all away to go up and get players that are turned out to be marginal at best. So I uh, hope Dan, I hope Brad Holmes trades down, moves around the draft board, and does some things. So just a couple bullets again. I didn't take. Detailed notes on these things, but I, I liked what he had to say. I liked where he was coming from. Again, he was in the casual gear too. lion zip up, um, look like he was ready to work for the day with with his lines. One pride. I mean, I might as well drop the Benny Bra- Benny Blades. One pride. I may mean, I love getting that in here on the show. One pride. One pride. One pride. One pride. <laughs> That's you know Brad uh you know Holmes is all about that one pride. So they, they kinda asked him about Kenny Galladay. To me, he said, you know, Kenny Galladay is no doubt a number one receiver. That was a little bit surprising that he would say that, as well as, yeah, Kenny's the number one on the Lions, but when you put him up against the other beasts that are out there in the National Football League, you know, where does he fall? You've heard me here on this show say he's like a top 12 15 type receiver when you add them all up. He's a possession guy, he's a go get it um, jump 50 50 ball guy. He's not a speed or separation guy. But I mean, I love Kenny Galladay's game and I love him off the field. So Brad Holmes seemed to love him as well, saying like, hey, we want to do what's best for the team and for Kenny. So we will see. I mean, time is ticking. We're here at the end of the week. I think they got till the ninth, which is Monday or Tuesday there to kind of make a final decision. And I don't know. They're they're probably just like sitting in the war room trying to figure it out, like just uh, hey, uh, Dan Campbell, what do you think about uh, Kenny Galladay? And they're just—I uh, don't know. Yeah, I like him. You know, it's got a lot of maxies, Juice. Maybe we should pay. We should keep. You know, Brad Holmes is probably thinking like uh, seventeen millions, a lot of money, but you know, he is a good player. Maybe we should keep him around. You know, they just got this think tank, almost like the final uh, answer in Jeopardy, going about it, trying to bully him about. And then when the when the music stops, <laughs> I mean. Like, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do, but I I feel like it's going to be a really tough call with Kenny Galladay. So, like, you know, the the music stops for him. I think it's going to kind of be like, hey, you know, what is your final answer? And I hope the final answer for Kenny Galladay is put the franchise tag on him. quickly before this draft for the 2021 draft start shopping him to teams like the Ravens, like teams that need a number 1 but also are trying to get up over the hump and see if you can make a deal, you know? Would he would he be a target for the Jets who have tons of money? Would he be a target for the Colts, the Jaguars, anybody that has a lot of dough and some draft resources because I would love to tag him, trade him Make Kenny happy, get him somewhere where he can be a featured player, get him that payday that he wants, and get the Lions some draft picks and some draft capital as he heads out the door. So that's my perfect scenario. I don't know what Brad Holmes will do. We'll wait and see. Brad Holmes seems to be big on football character. You know, everybody says that, but I really think you're going to see guys come in here that are – know explosive unique football players like I could definitely see Brad Holmes taking a guy like Kyle Pitts at the top of the draft I could see Brad Holmes taking those three four edge rushers that are big physical fast get after the quarterback you know I could see Brad Holmes taking defenders that you know aren't so much the multi versatile guys you hear about but are more just dynamic good college production you know, measurables that you're looking for and guys that can come in here and be really good players from rounds one to round five is where they're at now. I'd love to see him get some fifth, sixth, seventh rounders, beef that up, get some more picks, And uh, but I think he is going to focus on football character, and I don't think it's going to be the old choir boy, got to get the good guy in here. I think it's going to be, got to love the game got to be good at the game you know he's got to be able to play the game and he's got to love it and he's got to want to work for it and i think if he can find that combo those are the kind of guys you'll see come on this team and i hope it's really those blue chip top talents that we're always screaming for as fans instead of the guy that oh this guy came from this small school but i know he's going to be good and then in two years he's washed out of the nfl so he talked about that. Another thing he said, as well as Dan Campbell said, is he said, since they've come on, man, they both really worked well together, you know, in regards to whatever they said in their interviews, whatever they said they were going to bring to the table, both guys as well as ownership and everybody seems to say like Chris Spielman backed this up as well. I see that from these guys, they didn't say thing, one thing in interview and they come in and do another thing. They didn't say they were going to care and work really hard and then are showing up and leaving as soon as possible. Like these guys are doing what they said they were going to do. They're working well together. They're on the same page. And of course, you're going to hear that kind of in March, April, May. But I think it's true. It's now it's just a matter of like, say, that's great. You're working well together. It's great. You're doing what you said you're going to do. What are you going to do at the end of April when the draft picks come around? What are you going to do to supplement this roster and free agency? What are you going to do when practices start and it's time to put people in places to succeed and win football games? Can you do that? Because that's really what it's going to come down to, but it all sounds good now. They seem to be on the same page. I like that. No doubt about it. So like you say, Brad, Brad, Brad Holmes, Dan Campbell, stepped to the podium, loved what I heard, got me fired up, can't wait for free agency, the draft, football to come back. We still got a long way to go, but liked what I heard, and we'll see what they do. We see where they go um, when it comes to all this, but that's my first half of the show. I'm going to take a break for my sponsor. I'm going to get uh, Anchor Podcast, I believe we have this week, as well as um, a little ad about my show, BLEAV, Believe in Lions with Benny Blades on the Believe Podcasting Network. Please check that out. When I come back, I'm talking about Tyrell Williams, wide receiver brought in by the Lions, as well as Trufant being cut, and the franchise tag decision, and so much more here on the Detroit Kool-Aid Cast. Drink it in, everybody. I'll be right back after the break. You ready? Showtime on May 3rd. Summer starts with the Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What's going on everybody? This is your host Derek Oakery of the Detroit Kool-Aid Cast. And this is normally where I tell you about some of our great sponsors. But today, I want to tell you about my other Lions podcast. It's called Believe in Lions. That's spelled B-L-E-A-V on the Believe podcasting network with both myself and Lions legendary safety Benny Blades. Yeah, you know who he is. The hard-hitting safety Benny Blades played for the Lions. He also played for the U. You know what it is. The University of Miami. Those Miami Hurricanes. He mentions it multiple times in the show. Benny loves to talk about his hurricanes, his lions, and I love to play this soundbite on the show. We have a ton of fun on that show. We laugh, we joke, we talk lions. Like I said, he brings up the hurricanes. I talk about my Michigan Wolverines. Um, it's It's a really fun show. Benny loves the lions. He tells great stories from his playing days as well as uh, we're just rooting on this team. We B-L-E-A-V in the Lions. So please go ahead, find it on your favorite podcast platform. Hit that subscribe button and check it out. Share it with a friend. We really appreciate it. So check out Believe, B-L-E-A-V in Lions, myself and Benny Blades. Thank you guys so much. What's going on, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers? Thank you so much for the sponsors. You don't know how much that helps. I, I always mention this from time to time, but I, I hope you'll do it. Hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform, whether that be iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. You can find us on Amazon Music, You know, TuneIn, we're on Stitcher, all those different uh, podcast platforms. really helps out the show when you hit that subscribe button. Take Two minutes or less to leave a review saying I like the show. Keep up the good work. Um, You know, give us an honest feedback. That would be great. That really helps out as well. And and like I said, there's lots of ways to reach out to the show. You can find me on Twitter at Derek Oakry, D-E-R-E-K okay rie am always talking lions michigan football fantasy football that's usually the best way to get at me that's kind of where i talk football put up my different takes when i'm not recording here on the show so i really appreciate everybody listening like i said i just love jumping on here talking game talk ball and let's do some of that right now so surprising move actually this the Lions signed Tyrell Williams is about four point five million dollars on a one year contract, which can go up to six point two or so with incentives. It got reported by a lot of the uh, big time media. oh, Oh, six point two million one year deal. You know, it looks like it's you know multi million dollars less than that. And like I said, if he hits all the incentives, we'll be happy to pay him. But here's where I'm at with Tyrell Williams. Like this was a guy with the Chargers where. He had a really big year right before Anthony Lynn got there. He blew up. He looked like a receiver that, you know, he would catch a lot of deep balls, a lot of plays, kind of has that similar body build and and movement to how Keenan Allen played out there as well. Real productive, you know, over a thousand yards. Touchdowns, was a big touchdown maker. He was a guy in fantasy football where I thought, hey, this is a mid-tier guy, kind of like Marvin Jones that you were looking to get your hands on. And so were the Oakland Raiders who paid him a handsome amount on kind of a three-year contract. I believe it was somewhere up in the $30, $40 million a year. So 10 plus million a year. And gosh, the guys just struggled with injuries. I think he had a shoulder injury last year. Has not been on the field very much, but early on with Oakland, I remember him making plays because again, I had him in a few sneaky leagues. and I was like, man, look at Tyrell Williams. He's still making plays out there with, with uh, I keep saying Oakland, I guess, but Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> uh, i got to get that right, but it's only been a couple years now or whatever, but um, with Las Vegas, and he was making plays, man. He was really um, doing some nice things, going up and getting the football, finding the end zone from time to time, and then, like I say, these injuries hit him, and he was just on the shelf. So, the raiders got cut him you know and uh, i noticed it when it happened but this wasn't a guy that i thought man you got to run out and get him or he would be on the lions radar obviously lions have receiver issues but you know we're also all hoping that they kind of retool instead of getting these big body jump ball guys that go out and they get speedy route runners or guys that can actually go up over the top of a, a corner and a safety and get a 50 yard touchdown and You know, be very consistent with separation and production, all those things you look for from receiver. And Ty Ty Will, or T. Will, as I'll probably call him, is a guy that, you know, he's a Galladay-Marvin type where he's going to make contested catches. He's going to, you know, be productive, I think, with the Lions, especially if they feature him as a number two. But you still got a lot of work to do in that receiver core if you don't bring back Kenny Galladay. Now, if you do bring Kenny back and you've got a guy... Like Kenny, like Tyrell Williams. All right, everybody, I'm back. So I I don't know if you could hear that on the podcast, but crazy car alarm going off. And anytime a car or a horn, you get that beep, beep, beep. You're always thinking, is that my car? So I had to run out and check. Of course not somebody else's, but you might've heard that on the show. So where was I? Tyrell Williams. Like, I mean, this is a guy I think that can play. I think he can make plays. And if you keep Kenny, you keep Ty will, you got Cephas there. And then you get a couple of one or two of those speed route runners, slot guys that I'm talking about that are just stocked full in the NFL draft this year. I mean, like Brad Holmes said, you can put together your receivers pretty quick. You don't have to have this three-year plan when it comes to revamping a receiving core, even though it's as empty as the Lions are at that spot. So I like this signing. I mean, Tyrell Williams is 29 years old, again, coming off the shoulder injuries. He had that big year before Anthony Lynn got there, but he also was there with Anthony Lynn. So there's some familiarity as well. And that's probably a reason he's here with the Lions. I'm sure Anthony Lang, good things to say, thought this is kind of a gamble by Holmes and company. Is like, hey, he's coming off injuries. You know, he's 29, but we think he can play football. And, uh, you know, let's say he makes in the middle, you know, not 4.5, but not to the 6.2. A one-year deal at $5 million for a wide receiver with this guy's kind of talent. That's well worth the risk, in my opinion. That's a nice bargain in today's NFL. That's basically what we've been paying Danny Amendola. And Hyrell Williams has more talent, more upside. You know, Danny boy was brought in for his hard work and his Patriot way. But we need guys that can make plays, score touchdowns, and uh, be impactful. I think I'm hoping, let's put it that way. Serve up that Kool-Aid. Let's fill everybody up a glass on Tyrell Williams. Drink it in, man. Drink that in because I hope they can come in here, stay healthy, and be a good football player. I think people will like what they see as long as he's full speed, healthy, ready to go for the Detroit Lions. So interesting signing. Kind of came out of nowhere, got him before they got to free agency. The thing that I think you got to consider is that this year, with the cap going down, with all the different variables in place still with the NFL, there's going to be a lot of guys that get let go. And there'll be a lot of teams trying to save money, trying to get on the cap and the players aren't going to have as much leverage because there's not going to be money to throw out. Like there is, there are only a few teams in that upper echelon with tons of salary space. So I'm thinking a lot of guys are going to get cut and we might be looking at it later going, man, I don't mind Tyrell Williams for 5 million bucks, but look at these other guys we could have had, you know, that might be better. So we'll see how that shakes out. But it's a it's a sneaky early move by Brad Holmes, as well as they're hoping that he got a year left, can prove himself. I mean, I don't see him being around here much longer than that, but if he can bridge their wide receivers and be a two, a three, if they get a top stud in the draft and help bring some young guys along, that that, that might be really nice for the team. So I hope that works out. I'm excited to kind of see what, Tyrell Williams, T. Will, Ty Will, whatever you want to call him, brings to the Lions, and think it was a think it was a good move at this point in the game. So here here we are again, about a week or plus into the the franchise tag area. We are about a week and a half, somewhere in that range, away from free agency, and the word is like that. You know, you can see so many people cut, as I just mentioned, and this could start happening now. We started in the last couple of days seeing like the Jared Cooks of the world getting cut, Golden Tate. Oh man, I, I, I didn't even plan to do this, but people, you got to bear with me, and some of you might not like this. <laughs> but I'm about to go on a Golden Tate rant here because when he got cut, I saw multiple people on Twitter. Again, you can find me at Derek Oakery on Twitter. Saying, hey, maybe, you know, bring him back if the price is right. Come on home. And I'm thinking, hey, you guys realize, right, that when they got rid of Golden Tate, he was on the cusp of heading downhill in his career, which he basically has done. You realize that when he was here, we got some really nice years out of Golden Tate. You really think that three-plus years kind of after the fact, that you're going to bring that player back with not the quarterback that he's used to, not the team that he would want to be on at this point in his career. And knowing he's not going to give you the production or the type of skill set that he used to at his age and at where he's at in his career, you really want to bring him back. Because, again, I swear, Lions fans, man, if you played for the Lions, they will always want to bring you back. Lions fans, if you played in the state of Michigan for college or born here, man, they want to they want to bring you in. It's just like we got to get away from that mentality. And there's times that make sense. There's times there's a guy from the D where you're just like, man, this guy would be great to add to the team. He's from here. He knows he'll be a great player for us. But just because the guy wore the uniform or was born in the state of Michigan doesn't mean he's a fit for the Detroit Lions. So we just need to get over this. Golden Tate gave us a good three, four years here. We moved him at the right time. Did we hit on that draft pick? Not necessarily. I think somebody asked me online who we got. I, I believe that was the Will Harris pick. Will Harris is a guy I brought up before that, or wanted to bring up before a guy that is getting run down that everyone hates and has not played good football. But can I see a bounce back for Will Harris? Number 25 for the Detroit Lions. Yeah, I could. Man, the dude's still a big athletic guy. He just needs to be able to cover a bit better or they need to not make him cover so much and let him run and hit and tackle people. Um, blitz off the edge, which we saw him do a couple times and be good. So there's going to be a lot of guys cut here in the next week. I mean, Trufant, Desmond Font just got cut by the Lions, saved him over $6 million in cap space. But that was another miss by Bob Quinn. That was another pick where it just like you know, pick up where you just did not get anything out of him. You paid him pretty handsomely. Now you got to move on from him and fill that spot again. Just another miss by BQ and MP. And we we hate to even talk about those guys anymore. It's just a, I mean just sum them up in, in a soundbite. It hurts me to do this, but this is Bob Quinn and Matt Pat in one soundbite. <laughs> I mean, this is Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia in a song. I mean, just freaking losers here, these guys were. I mean, they nobody liked them. They couldn't motivate. No players, like, couldn't win ball games. Their scheme was horrible. A couple losers that I tried to support for two or three years here and just absolutely left me down. Just garbage. We're tired of seeing losing football city of Detroit and with our Detroit lions. So let's stop talking about them, but true font, you know, everybody knew he's going to get cut. Everybody knew they were going to get that savings. Everybody knows that Bob, um, Brad Holmes and Matt, uh Dan Campbell. See, so got me thinking about Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia. I'm done with them. Boom. Out of here. Um, Brad Holmes, Dan Campbell are all about, as well as Chris Spielman are about Okuda, AO, or young corners. Hopefully I'm waiting for Justin Coleman to be gone. I'm waiting for, uh, you know, some of the other scrubs that we have at the cornerback position to be gone. I'm ready for Dron Harmon to be gone. I'm ready for Nick Williams, Danny Shelton to be gone. <laughs> All these guys, that got to trim up. You heard that on, I think it was the Wednesday show me and uh, Aaron. They're talking about our cuts, saving them money. We got to about 30, 37 million bucks, somewhere in that range and then we'll be able to spend that money so that that was pretty exciting because people say too lions got no cap space like they can easily create cap space but they are gonna have to fill those holes with cap space and with football players in the draft so you can't get rid of everybody we all know that but i thought this was a good move i thought it was the first of many i mean here we are late in the week you guys are probably hearing this on friday or over the weekend I would think next week is when it ramps up, when you start seeing tons of cuts. I, I don't expect the Lions to be too dynamic in free agency. I think that you will see them fill needs. I will you will see them sign guys. They're not going to be, I heard some people, don't spend any money in free agency. Okay, everybody, I know we love going to these extremes. Just draft all defense. <laughs> no, that's not how you build your team. That's not how the NFL works. The Lions are going to pick and choose here or there. But my word on Wednesday show was be prudent, be smart, and also be Let's get some guys that are exciting, get some guys that are like Dan Campbell that, I don't know, might actually say something in the media or might actually rattle a few cages, might actually do something, I don't know, exciting on Sunday when we watch the games and and get our fan base fired up, so... I think that that's what you're going to see are some exciting, dynamic players, some very prudent moves here, there, and around that are going to fill up some holes so the Lions can go into the 2021 NFL draft with six selections now. Hopefully, they will move out of pick seven, acquire more picks, a lot more picks they move out of there. In other rounds, I'd love to see them move down as well, walk out of that draft with anywhere from eight to 11 type draft picks is kind of that sweet spot that you can get in. I see some people on on Twitter there that are doing mock drafts they end up with like 18, 16 draft picks. Like I've been known to get a little crazy with my trades too on Friday, where you can see me put out my Friday mock, right? I do accept a few trades here, or there, but you can't go so crazy because you just can't roster like 14, 16, 18 football players out of one draft draft. Um, you just can't do it. You're not going to find that many good players. You're going to have people cut. And if they do pan out, it's a lot of contracts all coming up at the same time. So, you know, that's not going to be reality. But can Brad Holmes go from six to nine picks? I would love that. Could he go from six picks to ten? Would love that. Even can he go to seven or eight? Yeah, that would be nice, too. Don't don't walk away with six or less. We need more than that when it comes to bodies. But interesting what they do. You've heard me say the tagger trade for Kenny. Everyone's acting and I'm talking about Romeo Quara. I think that's a guy you could see a, a, a three-year deal getting done with at 10 million per where people are like, wow, I didn't know we could get him for three years, 35 and a signing bonus. Like, I feel like that would be a nice move. If they could get that done, skip him with his brother, love for his brother to, I don't know, play and do something. That'd be nice. But I think you're going to see some things come together where people will be pretty fired up about this lions team right now. It's just like, Oh, we're going to be in contention for the first pick and we're gonna be one of the worst teams in the game. I don't think that's going to be how it is on paper. Now when they start playing games, we've seen how it works where injuries, you know, quarterback issues, things pop up and then your season goes awry. But I would love to see them um, give us an entertaining product be prudent, be smart be aggressive in in the draft by by that I mean trading back and acquiring more picks and then selecting good football players and just give us some of that Detroit Kool-Aid to drink this offseason. Drink it in, man. One of the more fun off seasons in the history of the Detroit Lions with them moving on from Matt Stafford them acquiring all these different picks, players, you know, changing up this defense, bringing in these coaches. I'm excited about it. I really am. I'm not boo-hooing that Matt Stafford's gone. I wish him well out there with the Rams. I'm thinking the Lions are going to be better than expected. I'm excited to see Dan Campbell both on the field and during his pressers before and after games. And I think we got a GM that is ready to prove himself as well and is shrewd and is very smart when it comes to the NFL draft and and player acquisition. So I'm fired up. There's some Detroit Kool-Aid for you right there. Drink it in, man. So, everybody, that's what I got. I want to keep this a little bit shorter here. About a 30, 35-minute show somewhere in there. Drink that Detroit Kool-Aid. Soak up all this line stuff. You know, like I say, people think this is the dead season. I don't think so. We're about to see a bunch of cuts. We might see a franchise tag slapped on a player. Next thing you know, free agency be wide open. Players will be going all over the place. The NFL draft is less than two months away. So, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate it. Find me on Twitter. Give me a follow. At Derek Oak. And keep drinking that Detroit Kool-Aid. I'll catch you next week right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. I'm out. Pack the bags, stop the plane. This game is over. It is over. What a comeback by the Lions. Drink it in, man.